0: This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning the following broadcast contains adult language, adult content, frank safety discussions, and stories that might sound unbelievable. But believe me, every one of those stories is true. We didn't start the safety war, but we are going to fight to win it. For our families, for our communities, for our workplaces, and for our lives.
1: So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, Get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this.
0: That's the alert we woke up with on Monday morning in my area, the metro New York area. The good thing is that there was no nuclear attack this week. I don't know whether to be happy, sad, anxious, or vindicated. A number of years ago, I wrote a book, Nuclear Terrorism, A Family Response Guide. I sold a couple hundred copies, and some of the people said, you're playing on people's fears and are taking advantage of this situation, and you should not be charging any money for this. Everything should be free. And we all know what the value of things that are free are. The value for most people is nothing. Some people loved it and said it was nice and concise. If you want to be successful, you've got to be concise, especially in the United States. Very few people are going to read Crescent Carney's 400-page book, Nuclear War Survival Skills. The book is a fascinating book and a great book. But unless you have time and you want details, no, that's a lot of stuff in there that you have to read and digest and mull over. What I fear in this situation is that there's going to be a problem with a nuclear event of some sort, and it will be managed and reacted to like COVID-19. What do I mean? I mean conflicting information, inconsistent information by the uninformed, uneducated, Panic pornography mongers, leading to confusion, unrest, and of course, CYA moves by those in power. By the way, we're supposed to be entering into a third wave of this pandemic here, and they're bringing back a lot of the same things that didn't prevent the first two waves, right? So let's see what happens in the next six months. That's the danger when things are not managed well. The next disaster might result in a Chicken Little scenario where you might be 100% correct and everyone's going to ignore you. You're going to be like Cassandra from the old time Greek Odysseys. What happened with COVID? I heard back in the late 90s and mid 2000s and was involved in a project to respond to a global pandemic. First, it was some kind of super flu, similar to the Spanish flu we had to be worried about. Then it was SARS, then it was MRSA, but before that it was anthrax, just after 2001. I mentioned to everybody in like a 10 year period after that, the Centers for Disease Control is not prepared, and this country in general, not prepared for a pandemic. And I'm not the only one, we were all ignored, now we have a lot of deaths over this. When all of this stuff with bioterrorism and pandemics did not develop by 2010, all of the plans, equipment, PSAs, everything else went away. If you recall, we had something like 10 million N95 medical respirators that had expired and had to be disposed of at the beginning of this pandemic. No one really took this seriously, except for people in the Prepper community like me, or like 5% of the population. One of the things that prompted me to get involved in disaster preparation and emergency management for private companies was that starting at the end of the Cold War in the early 1990s, we were told that the threat of nuclear events and nuclear wars had diminished. It wasn't going to happen, and thankfully it has not happened. At least that's what the official line is, right? And then the government started decommissioning fallout shelters, which were usually in schools and other public buildings that were retrofitted or built as fallout shelters sometime in the 1950s and 60s. For example, schools that had basements partially or completely underground, multiple walls on the outside of the building, and small rectangular windows near the ceiling were considered fallout shelters of some sort because that's what went into the design. All those features and many others. For example, my brother, John, who passed away, worked part-time as a janitor after school in his high school. And according to him, all of the emergency supplies were underneath the stage in the auditorium. And just as an aside, remember, you need to have enough food and water for 24 to 72 hours, according to the government, at all times available in case there is a disruption. Let's remember our collective experiences with COVID. The state and local governments are going to be tasked with managing the recovery after a nuclear attack. Were you thrilled with the response from COVID? Can you imagine a mass casualty event like a nuclear event? Even if you were not in the impacted area, you're talking huge amounts of anxiety, hoarding, especially toilet paper and other things that are going to go along with this. According to the Hart-Rudman Commission, and this is a little bit dated probably, but this was a large commission that investigated a lot of things, including nuclear terrorism possibilities, was that the nightmare event for emergency managers were three 10-kiloton explosions in three cities on the same day with a suitcase nuclear warhead. This warhead presumably went missing from the former USSR when it dissolved into what we have today. And let's remember, they're talking about 10 kiloton explosions, and the explosions that ended World War II in Hiroshima and Nagasaki were calculated to be somewhere between 17 to 21 kilotons. So you're talking about half of what was there, what we have already seen. Let me leave you with some parting thoughts here. What's changed here in this situation? And why now does the government feel that it's relevant? Mayor Adams of New York City reportedly said, and I can't find it anywhere, that this is all because of the situation in Russia and the Ukraine. I'm sorry, Ukraine. Does he know something no one else does or is talking about? At least, not in public. If that's the case, then there should be widespread preparation going on. If only by individual families or groups of people. Small communities. Is this the usual game of distraction? Where something else is going on and we are being distracted by it or from it? Or is it to keep everybody in a constant state of anxiety? Because you all know from some of our previous programs on... Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. It's easier to keep people and control them... If you keep them in a constant state of anxiety, what's going to happen? What do we do with this PSA? PSA says you should go home, stay inside, go to an interior space, and wait for more information, presumably from TV, radio, or the internet, which would probably be knocked out by this type of event, if not by structural damage, then by electromagnetic pulses related to this event. This sounds ridiculous, just like hiding under your desks during the air raid drills of the 1950s and 60s. Remember, if Mayor Adams was not a liberal politician, left-wing politician, this would likely be brushed off as something else, like promoting some type of fear porn. But when a left-wing politician says this, this is not typical for that. I have to really pause and say, man, Maybe there's something else going on here. I'm not getting swappy here uh, for rating people, but usually prepping or disaster prepping for the individual is on um, the right of center politics. You're not going to see a lot of that left of center. The left of center is going to be more concerned with the systems approach or big overall approach versus an individual approach. So I have to you know, say, hmm, what's going on here? We do disaster response outreach training here at JCP Technical slash Safety Wars. So it's first aid, CPR, AED, and many other different training things. Visit us at our website at www.safetywards.com or drop us a line at 845-269-5772 or email us at jim@safetywars.com. We can help out your organization with disaster preparation, worker training, you name it, we can do it probably. This September, we will be going into a little bit of a deeper situation here with disaster preparation like last year, because September is disaster preparation month in the United States. Let's remember, the safety war is not only at work, but in our communities and with our nation. For safety wars, this is Jim Polzel.